morning crypto. Good morning, warriors. Hello and welcome back to another episode of your favorite crypto news channel, Good Morning Crypto, where we bring you the most relevant and impactful crypto-related topics from the top crypto research team in the world. I'm your host, Abs, joined by several members of our 3T family this morning. We got the shock jock of the XRP army, also known as the Italian stallion, Mr. Johnny Crypto, is here for his fifth episode of the week. Awesome to have you this whole week, Johnny. Really appreciate you. We have a very special guest with two days in a row. It must be a miracle, a consistent NFT accumulator, and the lead spokeswoman for the Steppen NFT community, Jackie, is in the building, the crypto juggernaut a clear quant and XRP maxi, and the hottest new technical analysis person on YouTube, Billy the Chart Analyst is here, and he's famous for crypto gains, but stays focused on shooting virtual brains. NFT Tones is back to bring us the latest updates in the NFT space. Today on Good Morning Crypto, we will be discussing how Ripple is investing $100 million into combating climate change. Is this another indication of how Ripple is positioning themselves in the era of Web3? Paul Krugman mocks institutions for flooding into blockchain, calling crypto a massive bubble fueled by FOMO, while Mike Novengratz states this is only the beginning for institutional adoption. SEC Chair Gary Gensler warns a lot of people will get hurt as he calls himself the cop of the crypto market, and Tether reveals their reserves, silencing the haters of the stablecoin community. Our show is available on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Music, and for those of you listening via podcast, our show is live on YouTube Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern at the 3T Warrior Academy channel. So it's a Friday. And no, this is not a new program. You're just looking at a brand new background. NFT Tones, you are sitting at the top of the screen. We're going to go right to you first. How are you feeling on this Friday? And what are you going to talk about today? We're going to talk about Gala Game. Well, first of all, I'm feeling fantastic. How about yourself, Abs? All right. So we're going to talk about Gala Games, and we're going to go through uh, their kind of hiccup with Town Crush, and we're going to go through some other upcoming games and news coming, such as Undead Blocks and a few others. Awesome. Thank you, NFT Tones. Johnny Crypto, we're going to roll down to you here. Of course, I got to bring up the fact that you changed your background. Are you still an XRP maximalist? I got to confirm. <laughs> First of all, <laughs> I'm, I'm always an XRP lover. That no doubt, not a maximalist. I I, I believe in multiple coins and in the Web three technology. So it's all of them. But obviously, we're just mixing it up with some cool different backgrounds here to kind of kind of look, brighten up the show a bit. But um, no, nope, always going to be in favor of XRP, XLM, Quant, and a couple other coins there. So thanks for asking, Absent. Good morning to all the warrior maniacs out there today. And we got some fantastic stuff for you guys today. We're going to talk about the SEC chair coming after crypto. And he stated he's going to be going after exchanges first. But before we hop into that, let's go on down to Billy. Billy, you definitely got the best background on the set today. So kudos to you. How are you feeling on this Friday? And welcome in. What's up, my brother? Oh, thank you for the shout out for the background. Uh, man, I'm excited right now. I know a lot of people are panicking. I'm in prepare mode. Like I put my financial plan together, presented it to the family. We're making... Uh, making moves to make sure that we we have the borrowing and the leveraging power to take advantage of the market and what it's doing right now. So ain't nobody scared over here, man. We're getting ready to uh, get filthy rich. A hundred percent. Anybody who listened to our Twitter spaces last night, we did a lot of talking about mindset, a lot of talk about how the real world adoption of crypto is taking place right now, regardless of the bearish price action. But Jackie, I want to kick it to you. It is your second episode in a row. I didn't even know that was possible until today. So welcome back on this Friday. We're always happy to have you. 
Thank you. Good to be here. I know I was very last minute showing up, but I always catch you guys off guard. I, I get on just like a couple minutes before the stream. So I'm we proud of myself. <laughs> we appreciate it, Jackie. And we're going to hop into this thing the same way that we always do by showing you guys our Good Morning Crypto Twitter account at 3TGM Crypto on Twitter. We are sitting at 1,054 followers. I think the next goal should be somewhere around 2,000. So we're going to shoot for 2,000. Keep you guys updated on that process. We are growing so quickly. So proud of our group. The Bitcoin Fear and Greed Index is in extreme fear this morning, Johnny Crypto. We are sitting at a 13, the same we've been all week. So we're going to fly right past this and go into the total coin market cap, which is sitting at $1.26 trillion this morning. Bitcoin is 44% dominance. Ethereum is 19%. Bitcoin is sitting at $29,300 this morning. We are going through some bearish price action here without a doubt. Ethereum is 1900 XRP is 41 cents. Cardano is 51 cents. Kronos, 19 cents. Stellar is 12 cents. And Hedera Hashgraph is still ranging below 10 cents here. Johnny Crypto, I'd love to start with you. What are some of your thoughts overall on the market this morning? And how do you feel about Hedera being below 10 cents? Well, I'm hoping I can make enough money to get one of those cool keyboards that NFT Tones has. I'm liking that with the, the way the colors go back and forth, the rainbows. That's pretty cool. Brighten up your day. Uh, we certainly need a little bit of that in this market. But, but no, listen, I'm blessed. I'm happy. I'm I know it sounds terrible, but I'm so happy to see like H bar at 10 cents again. I think I was buying it around seven or eight. So I almost could buy it at the same price again. <laughs> it's a great opportunity to kind of pick up again. Your favorite ones, the ones that you, everything's kind of on discount. Now, I think things are going to go even lower, but the reality is I'm DCAing into stuff, right? I bought some more Crow yesterday. I bought some more ETH yesterday. Just DCA slowly. Sometimes it's 150 bucks. Sometimes it's $300. Sometimes it's 1000 Whatever you can afford, you just pick up a little bit of what you can along the way for the next two years. That's That's my game plan, or year and a half. Warrior Fitness commented down below. He says, I can't buy any more of this dip. Well, Warrior Fitness dad bod, I think this dip is just getting started. But I want to hear from Billy. Billy, you're a technical analysis expert and the leader in our academy when it comes to that. So I'm really interested to hear what you have to say about the market overall and Bitcoin specifically. Are we relatively close to the bottom here? Unfortunately, I don't think we are. I think we're going to have some more dip. There's there's nothing. So in order for something to turn and come, come the other way, there's got to be positive catalysts involved somewhere and unfortunately there is no positive catalyst that we have right now i, I think the only way that we're gonna be able to to stop the bleeding uh is to, for regulations to finally kick in uh and because that's going to stop all the manipulation we all know that this drop was manipulated so therefore the only way that it's going to stop is when everything gets regulated and that's a good and a bad thing but no uh unfortunately i don't think the market's done and i mean that across the board the housing market, the crypto market, the gold and silver, the food, everything ties in together because we're transitioning from one into crypto. But one has to completely fail in order for the other one to happen. And for the other one to happen, it has to be at the very bottom for the people that were on the other side to get back in at a, at a price. So, yeah, unfortunately, I think we are going to going to have some lower lows to happen. I honestly think that we'll come out of this and start turning the other way right about September, October is, is what I'm seeing we'll see what really happens. And we got so much amazing stuff for you guys today. We're going to hop right into our content. But Billy, we have some articles that we're going to show that tie into exactly what you just said. Mike Novengratz said this is only the beginning for cryptocurrency. And a bear market like this should be viewed as a buying opportunity. But we're going to jump into our first article for today, which is an SEC article. SEC Chair Gary Gensler warns a lot of cryptocurrency tokens 
will fall following the UNA and UST collapse. So Gary Gensler, he calls himself the enforcement officer and the cop of the cryptocurrency market. And he seems like he's only leaning into that narrative here. He says, I think a lot of these tokens will fail. And I fear that in crypto, there's going to be a lot of people who get hurt. And that's going to undermine the confidence in the markets that we have today. We also had U.S. Secretary, U.S. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen cited the collapse of UST while calling for an increase in regulations of the stablecoin market this week. But if we scroll down in this article, this is what I found so interesting. Gary Gensler said exchanges should be approaching the SEC because they are, in his opinion, selling unregistered securities. And he said they should move towards registered or, you know, we're going to be the cop on the beat and we're going to bring enforcement actions into this into this market. So, Johnny Crypto, I think it's only fitting we start with you. How do you feel about Gary Gensler's statements here? And what do you think about him attacking exchanges before going after individual cryptocurrency projects? It's worried when this guy over here is the one to be protecting us, you know what I mean? You can see he's up to something evil here. Um, but yeah, no, at the end of the day, he's literally done nothing to show that he's here to, to help this space or to, to do anything good in this. You know, He's saying all the right things, right, and what people want to say. But he absolutely has done – there's no way, Abs, that this XRP case should be going two years or a year and a half, right? We all know that the way the SEC has operated and completely manipulated this case to delay and delay and delay, to be honest with you, makes it very, very hard for me personally to believe anything. <laughs> there we go, Billy. Exactly. Makes it very, very hard for me to believe, Abs, that he's got – the people at its best interest because if he did then then this case would have he would have realized well, there's nothing here and he would have just either settled right away but to drag it on tells me that i think he's just i think he's just running the agenda of the big boys above telling them what to do i don't think he cares about us but he's gonna make it sound like he does that's my personal opinion and we covered this yesterday johnny he's actually asking for another 240 million dollars per year to regulate the crypto market and earlier this month we had gary gensler come out and say they wanted to double the size of their crypto enforcement team from 30 people to 50 people billy i'm really interested to hear what you have to say we're only going to see more and more of this going forward that is 100 without a doubt nft tones i actually just noticed you are sitting in the dark right now so that's very very interesting but i want to go back to billy billy what are some of your thoughts on what's going on here and how do you think gary is going to moderate this industry going forward uh the way they're going to moderate they're going to get everything they can they that's that's what it's all about how how can they get what they can out of it and then how can they have transparency on their side to see exactly what we're doing all the time um that's i i I'm very much, I have an issue with authority anyways, and I have issues with my money and triggers. And then when you add the two of those together, it makes me want to smack the shit out of Gary Gensler. And then just looking at Janet yelling makes me stress out and going to hives. So, yeah. Uh, that's, Tweety yeah, Bird. I, that's Tweety Bird. Just remember, I thought I told him what he can. So, yeah, no, no it's, it's hard with Ripple because I believe in the project. I know what it's doing. I don't, I, I, that's two different things. I don't have to believe in it because I know what it's going to do. I know why I'm invested in it. I'm just ready for all the games and the theater to be over with. So, Gary, Gary, in my opinion, is a bitch. Hate to say this on here. Sorry, but he's a punk. Janet Yellen's a punk. The whole SEC or a bunch of gang-affiliated, just weak-ass punks. That's all. I, I'm done. You're going to have me off on a tire. The modern day mafia is within the American government. Yes. And Jackie, I'm really interested to hear what you have to say. Gary Gensler actually called himself the cop of the crypto market in this article. So he's actually, he's embracing that role and he wants to be viewed as the enforcement agency of this market. 
It's clear that they're moving us away from a decentralized narrative into a centralized narrative, right? They want to ruin what the crypto market is today so they can roll out all these centralized currencies and say, you shouldn't be investing in the open market. Take these government coins. They're so much safer. So Jackie, what are some of your thoughts? Yeah, I agree exactly with um, Billy and uh, Johnny. Um, I'll say it a little nicer, though. No, <laughs> just kidding. No, but um, I think this all came into, you know, into play exactly the way it was supposed to with the fall of Luna and UST. Um, I think they worked that right into their agenda um, and, you know, with their comments and things addressing the public. And that's, you know, they're they're looking out for themselves. We say this a lot on stream, so I'm I'm just gonna repeat it. You know, when elections come back around, everyone wants to look like, you know, they're saving the people and we're here for the people. And so so that's yeah, they only have their agenda and their their selves in mind. So I agree. And if they're gonna be the modern day mob, then we should do it right, like Mr. Wright says, and let's put an Italian at the head of it, and at least we can run this thing correctly. Because when they ran, you know, when the five families ran New York, at least they knew what they're doing. They ran it correctly. So, you know, let's just get it right. Forget about it. Forget about it, Johnny. Forget Forget about it. I do want to hear from the other Italian on stream, though. Let's go to NFT Tones here. NFT Tones, you are an expert in the NFT space without a doubt, but also play to earn. How do you feel about a lot of the stuff that's going on in the overall market today? Do you think we have to worry about SEC Chair Gary Gensler destroying what crypto is? I mean... I feel like he has no right to come out and say he's uh, he's trying to be the cop. Let let like you know what I mean. Like I feel like he he knows the market, but he doesn't know it that well. Like did I feel like nobody has any right to take away what the crypto market is doing, which is decentralizing us and getting us away from our government. And the government is trying to recentralize us. And keep us all together so that they can keep the power that they have. And I don't think that's good because it shows that they're scared to lose the power. Without a doubt. And they're going to regulate by enforcement, right? So there's no rule book out there right now for a lot of these crypto projects to follow. And so what Gensler's doing is he's enforcing after the fact. They don't know that they're operating incorrectly, which is exactly what happened to Ripple XRP. And Johnny Crypto, why don't you close us out here and then we'll hop into our next article. They're supposed to be helping make the rules. How do you enforce something that has no rules? It's, 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 a, it's comical. That's all there is to say about it. Let's move on to the next one. They're, they're a bunch of bums. So we actually got some positive news in our next article for our Ripple XRP holders out there. Ripple XRP invests $100 million into combating climate change. We know that one of the lead narratives going forward from the World Economic Forum is Agenda 2030. And in Agenda 2030, we want to become a carbon neutral society. This is another step in that direction. Blockchain company Ripple has announced that $100 million investment into fighting climate change. This funding will speed up the modernization of the carbon credit market. CEO Brad Garlinghouse claims that the blockchain company can play a, Billy, why don't you hop in here and tell me how to say this word, catalytic role in improving carbon credits. Last October, Garlinghouse commented that a single Bitcoin transaction consumed as much as 75 gallons of gasoline to highlight the wastefulness of mining. That is ridiculous. I actually did not know that statistic. I'm not sure if it's true. Johnny Crypto, I see you're confused as well. So maybe he knows something we don't, but let's start off with Jackie here. Jackie, you're an XRP holder, obviously. So we have our bullish sentiment that we all agree on. But what I do think is so interesting is they're staying ahead of the ball here. They know the carbon credit narrative is around the corner and it's going to play a huge narrative in the 2020s and and going forward. So what are some of your thoughts on what Ripple's doing here? And how do you think this positions them going forward? 
Yeah, so um, I actually love seeing stuff like this uh, in the academy, uh, especially with Coach JV. Coach JV's specialty is macroeconomics, right? So for a long time, Coach JV has been looking into um, World, World Economic Forum, um, you know, just a bunch of government sites and reading exactly what their agenda is. Um, so none of this is secret. So we do know what's coming um, this this. Uh, uh, what is it? Green bill, um, carbon, carbon neutral, um, agenda is coming in the future. And so to see that the ripples on board with this and they're hitting it right now, um, that just, you know, further confirms that, that they've got stuff going on, um, and that they are, you know, going to come out on front, like come out on top, um, with this, with this case and everything like that. So, so it gets me really bullish to see stuff like that. A lot of projects that are getting on board, um, with this carbon neutral, um, agenda, um, you know, kind of looking into not getting caught by the SEC or whatever um, with or claiming to be something that's, you know, coming out, people coming after them, claiming to be that they're not. Um, gosh, I'm losing my my words. I don't know why this always happens in the morning. Claiming that they're not. Um, help me out that they're not following. Go ahead, Johnny. Sorry, I was actually – I lost my train of thought. Go ahead. I was just thinking we need to get Jackie one of those uh, 12 XRP cups of coffee. <laughs> get her a cup of coffee not, and a little bit of wine. That's what I'm trying to say, but I'm trying to say it better, but I can't. Anyway. Jackie, just let uh, yeah. hold back on this show, Jackie. Come on. You got an interesting comment, Jackie, <laughs> down here, though. Somebody said, Agenda 2030, I rarely hear about it on anyone else's stream. Most people think it's conspiracy. Guys, Agenda 2030 is not a conspiracy. Exactly you can right. go to the World Economic Forum's website – and check out all the information, all the narratives that they're trying to push out. Climate, health, and cryptocurrency are the three main focuses of that agenda. And what we're going to do is we're going to become an abundant society. So very, very interesting. I want to go to Billy here. Billy, what are some of your thoughts on what XRP's investment was? And did you know it could, took 75 gallons of gasoline for a single Bitcoin transaction? No, I didn't. <clears throat> and I don't know what to believe anymore, what's, what's BS and what's not BS. I'm not a big, uh, so I understand carbon neutral and I don't want to pay a bunch of gas fees. When I hear climate change, though, I automatically turn off because I think of other things. Um, but as far as what Ripple is doing, it, it definitely is towards the positive because we want to go to a carbon neutral. Uh, I don't understand what that means in a lot of everybody's description. What does carbon neutral mean to you? What it means to you is going to mean something different from me. Um, yeah, I really don't have an opinion about that one. There was some really interesting news from the bearable bull when we learned during our interview, which is that some of these chains can actually be carbon negative. So they actually remove carbon emissions from the atmosphere. How that's possible, I have no freaking idea. But Johnny Crypto, we're going to circle back to you here. You do not have the XRP background, but I'm sure you're going to still be bullish on the project. We're seeing Brad Garlinghouse and Ripple continue to stay ahead of the curve. And I think this is just another example of that, whether it's the XRPL developing, I think it was a billion dollar grant for NFT projects. We have them putting a hundred million dollars into be into climate change. So they know where this world is going and they're staying ahead of the curve. What are some of your thoughts? Well, first of all, 75 gallons of gas, that's like $7 million right now at the price of gas. So that's crazy. But, <clears throat> but on a serious note, you know, you're going to start hearing more and more of this narrative of we need to get carbon free, carbon clear. You're, and it's not just crypto. It's everything. Every single company is getting pressured to start moving towards a carbon free environment. So by 2050, the, the, the World Economic Forum agenda is 
zero carbon creation. And if you create carbon, you're going to get penalized as a company for it. And you're going to have to buy carbon credits and things like that. So this has been in the works for like 10, 15, 20 years. I've been hearing about it. And, and, and now we're actually starting to see it come to fruition. And Brad is smart. He's just playing on the fact that he knows XRP draws very consumes very, very little power. Most proof of stake coins do. And so he's just taking advantage of that and saying, hey, you know, look at us over here. We don't draw anything. And then comparing it to Bitcoin and Ethereum, which actually draw a shit ton of, of uh of power right in uh, consumption and energy it makes perfect sense for that comparison but the reality is if you started comparing it against hbar and some of the other technologies apps they would also draw very very little power and that's just where we're headed as a society without a doubt and the next happening takes place in 2024 so we can look at the crypto market right now and the pullback we're experiencing and say even worst case scenario 2024 is when this market is going to turn bullish again because bitcoin moves the whole market and that's when we're going to get some bullish price action here. But I do want to switch gears a little bit. We got 165 live listeners. Show us some love. Smash that like button. All social medias are linked below. And if you're looking for a more deeper, fundamental understanding of the crypto market, the best place to do so is at the 3T Warrior Academy, where you get access to our entire team, including Coach JV, where he does weekly portfolio updates. We have AMA calls, weekly hosted calls. We do everything here, but I do want to hear from our fans out there. If you guys like our new background, we did just change the background, so I want to get some feedback. If you like it, show us some love. If you don't like it, comment that you don't like it. I'm really interested to hear, but we'll hop into our next article. Absolutely. Hold on. So speaking of our, our background, I don't know if you guys just saw this. <laughs> from Co hey, Coach, I'm on my way up to heaven to see Jesus Christ, and we all know who looks like Jesus Christ. CJV just looks like him. <laughs> that was great. Awesome. awesome. <laughs> all right. All right, guys, so we're going to hop into our next article for today, which is new institutional players are coming in with very long-term focus, says Mike Novogratz. Players like BlackRock, Blackstone, Citadel, and Apollo are yet to enter this market, and that train is yet to leave the building. So what's going to happen is we're expecting a flood of new liquidity to come into the market once these large institutional players feel comfortable navigating, and that's going to happen after regulation. So we'll hop right into this. To positions you buy into this tip or do you just kind of stay the course and wait for whatever shakeout is happening to end listen for the guys who have been in crypto a long time longer than me this is par for the course mm -hmm. um for most people who manage institutional money or manage lots of money this is unbelievably painful and so you use the same kind of risk analysis you do when you're trading other assets right i would tell you though that the new institutional players that are coming in are coming in with a very long-term focus i mean and you can put blackrock and blackstone and citadel and apollo into that bucket right those are four of the biggest names in investing and that they're getting in right they're they're working on infrastructure and trying to help create institutional frameworks to bring their clients in and this is what we talk about every single day on this channel is that regardless of the bearish price action we're experiencing right now, all of the infrastructure is being built in the background. And at some point, they're going to roll that infrastructure out into the public. And that's how we will get this flood of new liquidity entering this market. And we are yet to see any of these large institutions jump into crypto. We just saw two weeks ago, Fidelity will be adding Bitcoin and Ethereum into people's 401ks with up to 20% allocation. I think it's only fitting we go to Johnny Crypto here. Johnny Crypto, we always talk about institutional adoption, but to see Galaxy Digital CEO Mike Novengratz talk about names like BlackRock, Citadel, Blackstone, the largest names in the world are building out the framework to get into crypto. How do you feel? 
You're muted, Johnny. Hey, Abs, do you think he watches our show too? <laughs> I guess so. But you know what's awesome about is to be honest with you, this is why I sleep great at night. And we've been talking about this more and more on Twitter Spaces is the the fact that we know we're all invested in something so early that even the big boys, the four companies he just mentioned, are freaking huge. Coach talks about it all the time. I think BlackRock alone has got ten trillion. Let me say that again. $10 trillion of assets managed under them, right? That's freaking humongous. It's like a corner of the world, right? So now you've got the biggest companies in the world realizing, or I shouldn't say realizing because these guys are smart, but they're shifting. They're turning their boat. They're like Titanics, right? They turn slow. Well, they're not Titanics. They sink. They got the big ships that don't sink, but they turn slow, right? And they're moving into the crypto industry. Guys, there's so much innovation human capital, and money that's going to come into this space in the next five to 10 years. As Coach says, you position yourself well now, and then we <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, and then we love you too, Coach. And um, what the fuck was I saying? There's so much, yeah, so much stuff coming in to this space to, so that we're so positioned so early. It's not very often that the, the, um, the, the, the 99% get to position themselves in something before the flood is coming in. But now that's why we are not the 99% as coach calls them. We're the uncommon 1% because we're in this position. Now we just got to be patient. So this last thing, just got to be patient. Don't panic. Have the diamond hands. Go get your diamond hand shirts. Start acting and wear those diamond hat and hats and shirts. Hold on to your shit, guys, because there's a whole bunch of money coming in soon. Johnny, and what I, lo I love what you said there because at the end of the day, it's not 2025 yet. It's like you always say, and we're still waiting for 2025. But when you look at this market, it's operating just like any other market, right? When the market's bullish, they pump out all of these positive narratives so they can use retail as exit liquidity. And then when prices are 30, 40, 50, 60% down from where they were just four or five months ago, they're telling you, oh, don't get involved with this stuff. But then we have the biggest players in the world buying and building on this in the background. It's only a matter of time before we get the institutional adoption. And I really, really believe that the floodgates open when regulation comes. So Billy, the floor is yours. Regulations the key. Yes, definitely. Regulations is the key, <clears throat> but it's all planned. So they bring this to us and they get you into it at an early price. And then they hype it up and talk about, it's going to change the world. Bitcoin is going to a hundred thousand people are mortgaging their houses. They're putting all their money into it. And then they crash it because they take all your money and then they, once they crash it, they invest your money into that asset class. And then they force it back on you because now we're not going to be in this whole system. We have to take this system and you have no way to get back into that system because you got into it at a retail level rather than waiting. So they had to crash it in order to get into it. So that's what we're in right now. When you see the institutional money swing after they get done lowering it, that's when the price appreciation is going to go nuts. But like you said, the average person, if they're not ready for this and they don't understand the swing and how it moves, they their their lives are going to change drastically. And if you just look at the chart we have pulled up now, when you look at it on a day to day time frame, there's so much volatility. When you zoom out and you see the years, there's less. But when you look at it from a decade standpoint, there's almost no volatility. Every single dip was a buying opportunity. And if, I just want to ask our listeners out there, why do you think in November and October that a lot of these mainstream news companies were comfortable telling you to buy Bitcoin at 40, 50, 60,000. But now that we're in the $29,000 range, they're rolling out narratives saying that this stuff is going away or that it's going to be regulated out of existence or that you should avoid this market because there's too much volatility. 
So it's just, it, it, you really need to think for yourself, especially when you're navigating within crypto. And this is only getting started. If we're going to go into a six, nine month bear market, the negative news stories that are going to come out during that time, be ready for them. Don't be swayed by narratives. Understand the actual currencies that you hold. What is the problems that they solve? And who are the developers solving those problems? We're just getting started in crypto, people. It's only 2022. This show is going to be live in 2027. Looking at price charts, talking about 100, 200, $500,000 Bitcoin, $10 XRP, $10 ADA. And when those prices come around, there's going to be new players entering the market saying, I wish I could have had the opportunity to buy a $29,000 Bitcoin or a 40 cent XRP. And that's where we are today. So keep that long-term mindset. I want to go to NFT Tones here. NFT Tones, what are some of your thoughts on the market overall? And how do you feel about institutions just starting to flood in? I feel like this is awesome because it, it goes more along with what we've been saying. Now that the prices have dropped, fill your bags because that's what the big boys are doing. So that's what I've been doing as well. I've been just filling my bags on uh, ADA, XRP, Gala, all different kinds of game coins and stuff that I love. So uh, that's what I'll keep on doing. And obviously not financial advice, but something that I do recommend you guys do look take a look at because buying coins at a dip right now is probably the best point like ad said you're going to look back in five years and be like shit i should have bought it then so and when we look at projects just like avax for example just a couple months ago these things were a hundred dollars now they're sitting at 38 40 bucks down 60 percent in just a month and there's been no real change to the actual utility of the cryptocurrency we're just turning bearish because the entire market is bearish right now. So Jackie, why don't you close us out here and then we'll hop into our next article. Yeah, I love the point that you touched on abs is kind of doing your due diligence of, of studying the technology. Um, I loved when you guys had Bearable Bull on the stream on Wednesday. He talked about that. We're, we're in a market right now that's completely controlled by Bitcoin. And, you know, it, it'll be so refreshing when that time comes, when all of these cryptocurrencies are able to, you know, un fall away from from the trend of Bitcoin, you know, kind of trade on their own. Um, and that's when all this stuff will finally be backed by technology. You know, that's when people will understand the technology, hopefully. Um, and and that, that'll be the forefront of why cryptos are trading um, different ways. So, so yeah, we're just, we're kind of waiting for that period. But right now it's, it's nice that it is, um, that we do understand, you know, why the markets are fluctuating the way that they do. And so you can play that volatility. So hey, everything's a positive. Nothing's a mistake or a negative. You just got to twist it into the right direction. Jackie, I love what you said about volatility there because I think it scares a lot of people out of this market. But at the same time, the whole reason everyone gets excited about crypto is the volatility that comes with this game. This is where you have the opportunity to buy the actual infrastructure of our future. And 10, 20 years from now, people are going to be saying, I wish it was 2022 before everybody knew how great X currency, HBAR, XRP, XLM, Algorand, a couple of these are going to go main mainstream. And I think I just listed a few that I really believe in, but I do want to have Billy close us out here because Billy, you're a chart analysis expert. We're sitting at $29,000 this morning. How far away are we from our bottom? Worst case scenario, what can we expect? Worst case scenario, if we mimic what we did May of last year, when if, if you do the TA and you overlap the two um, with the price drop that we've had, I'm looking at October, September and looking around I mean, I know this is crazy, but 12 to 15,000 area, I mean, is where it touches. And that's just if we repeat what it did last time. Uh, will it touch it? I don't know. Uh, luckily, I have a 50-50 shot of being right or wrong. Either 
we're going to touch it or we're not going to touch it. But just remember, guys, this is all exciting. The, the dip down should be um, just as euphoric as the ride up. The ride up is when we cash it out. The ride down is when we buy it all up. So it's like I, I put a thing on the Mighty Networks. I feel like I'm, I'm in a war zone. And I got, the, I got CJ yelling at me, you know, hold, just hold, continue to hold. Don't shoot until you see the bodies run out in the streets and they're running scared. And then you buy up all the assets because everybody's running from their shit. They're running from their gold, their coins, their houses, their businesses. And that's when we as the 1% who didn't panic and is prepared and put a plan in place, we go take every fucking thing that we can and we change our lives and our family's lives forever. But you can't do that if you're not prepared. So that's the thing, man. Get your ass in the academy. Learn how to go from chaos to calm. Learn how to put a plan together and change your life, man. Quit doing the same shit that you were doing before. Do something different. Change your life. I love y'all. A hundred percent. I mean, I think habits are what the most important thing is. And when I went through this cryptocurrency crash, sorry, this, this XRP crash that we experienced after the lawsuit, I was devastated emotionally. I didn't understand what was going on. I didn't know if XRP was going to be here for the long term. I didn't know if cryptocurrency was going to be here for the long term. And that was just 14 months ago. And now I'm sitting here today talking about the long-term infrastructure that's being built out every single day. Johnny Crypto, we got a Goldman Sachs article coming up next, but I'd love to get some thoughts from you to just close us out here. Mike Novengratz talks about BlackRock and Blackstone, Apollo and Citadel building out the infrastructure behind the scenes. This is not rumors. This is not speculation. This is actually happening. And before we hear from Johnny Crypto, 202 live listeners out there, show us some love, smash that like button. And if you like our next, our, our brand new background on the show, smash that like button again. Give us two, please. Johnny Crypto, the floor is yours. Yeah, I think just to close this out, this is kind of the, these are the kinds of things that if you're not paying attention, you'll miss. But the big boys are telling you, hey, they're gearing up to get into this space. <coughs> we already know that <coughs> we're already ahead of the game. We're in the space as well. Now you want to make sure you're, you're just looking for those bargains. You're looking for the right prices. But at the end of the day, when you look at the curve that we've been putting up that shows the days, the years, and the decades, you know, if we look 10 years from now, whether you bought HBAR at 10 cents, 12 cents, or 20 cents, it ain't going to matter when it's $10, $20, or $30, right? So I think I think we should, Coach always talks about this, we should make a video and jump jump 10 years ahead. And we should say to ourselves, you know, what are all the prices of the coins we, we hold? And I guarantee you, some will be gone, but the ones that we hold, some of them are going to be very, very high. And you'll see that all of this early, you know, daily noise, none of this matters right now. It really doesn't matter. So just DCA in. Don't worry if you didn't catch the bottom because you're not. Don't worry if you didn't sell at the top because you're not. Just buy something that you know has real world value, real world solve. And you're going to be very grateful five to 10 years from now. And I actually, we just got a comment from Johnny Ripple down here, which said Swift statement about cross-border payments on blockchain and speed for savings. That is XRP and XLM. This is actually an article I read last night. Coach JV sent it to me while we were on our live stream for our Twitter spaces. I'm going to make an effort to pull that up in the background while other people are talking during the episode. And maybe in the last 10 minutes, we can address that because I do think that's worth noting. But we are going to hop into our next article for today which is a Goldman Sachs article. Goldman claims that the crypto crash should have a little impact on Americans. So let's deep dive into this and see what they're really getting at here. Goldman Sachs' analysts conclude that the cryptocurrency crash should have little impact on Americans. The banking giant estimates that about one third of global cryptocurrency market is owned by Americans. 
So the total household wealth topped $150 trillion for the first time this year in America. And the recent downturn in the cryptocurrency market will not affect American spending habits in any meaningful way because we got so, so, so much money in this country. That's basically what Goldman Sachs is saying. I completely disagree, but I want to hear from our group. We'll go to Billy here. Billy, what are some of your thoughts? Uh, I don't believe anything they say. Will, will it hurt Americans? I, I think Americans get hurt based on their own habits. It doesn't matter what's going on. If you don't do the research that you need to do and, and put the money where you need to put it, like if you're going into a million dollars with a Shiba Inu, even though you made some money, in the end, is it really going to do what it's going to do? third of the global currency is owned by U.S. households. I didn't even realize that. That's uh, I put that back up. Let me read that again. Uh, I, will it affect American spending habits? I don't think it will. I think what's affecting America's spending habits is policies, politics, supply chain, uh, gas prices. That's what's um, affecting American spending habits. If those things were under control, I think we would have more people into cryptocurrency in all honesty, because we have lost faith in the dollar. We have lost faith in those types of things. And this is what we're going to. But now people are unable to because they get scared and they're not gonna, they're not educated on what they really have to do. They're not doing the ROI on themselves and on the plan. They're just getting into what the next influencer says, whatever they heard on TikTok, whatever's green for the day rather than looking the other way. So we got Goldman Sachs saying that the cryptocurrency crash doesn't really affect things in the long term. And we have Grayscale continuing to build out more and more funds to allow people like us to get involved in this market. We saw last month that Grayscale actually started a DeFi fund centered around Cardano and Solana. I'd love to get some thoughts from Jackie here. Jackie, how do you feel about the Goldman Sachs article and Americans not really being affected by this crypto collapse? Um, I could see where they're correct in that sense of not being affected because of all the regulations or all the, you know, all the kind of restrictions they have on Americans right now with exchanges. Um, maybe, maybe that's why, which sucks for us. Um, it sucks for us on, on two, two hands, right? Because the, the, you know, the regulations on exchanges, things like that, we're not able to get into certain things. And, and on the other hand, um, you know, the ones that have gotten in, they they were affected. So I I don't agree with them on that part because Americans that have gotten in are obviously affected, especially with you know everything that went on with with Luna and UST, um, and also Bitcoin, you know, going down as well. But but yeah, just like Billy said, that's neither here nor there. You know, a lot of people are affected by their own decisions. So it's you know it's a learning it's a learning process. Um, if you're getting into this market, for sure, it's all it's all experience and and learning from mistakes or or can continuing your research on on what's going on behind the scenes. So. Yes, Jackie. And I, what I really think it comes down to is you can't play short-term games in a long-term market. I said this on our live stream last night, and I'm going to keep reiterating that for the next few weeks going forward because I've had some very difficult conversations since this crypto crash took place. I actually have a friend who, um, I don't want to share the whole story, but basically they made a, they bought a bunch of things that they can't afford to pay now because they were depending on the cryptocurrency prices to go up to be able to afford those things. So Young kid in his late 20s, he's getting married. He's got a lot going on. And now he doesn't have the financial resources because, again, he was playing a short-term game in a long-term market. None of the money you're putting into crypto today should be dependent on your bills and expenses going forward. This is a long-term game. And it's like Johnny Crypto always says, 
We're here till 2025. So if you're planning on paying something off in 2026, 2027, be my guest. But don't go out today and buy a house saying, oh, I got 10,000 XRP. This will be $10 at some point and I can afford this house. It's the worst thing you can do. Johnny Crypto, any comments? Yes. Number one, don't use leverage in this market unless you know what the hell you're doing. Number two, don't use your rent money, your baby food money, and any other money you need to survive to put in this market. You need to take money that you have that's excess, that's extra, and then you invest it. Or you need to take money that you know you absolutely 100% can lose. And as long as you're, that's the kind of money that you want to be putting into these spaces, because as we've been saying all along, some of these race horses are going to win and most of them are going to lose, right? And so you want to pick some, put that money in knowing that you're going to have a bunch of losers, about one or two winners, but you should not be counting on any of that to happen now, short term. The problem is people saw how euphoric crypto can be and everybody came in this market wanting to make a quick dollar because the whole world wants to make a quick buck. And never wants to, you know, coach us all the time. You want to make a quick buck? Go to the gas station and go buy a lottery ticket, right? That's that. Or go to the casino. The best chance you have, go put your money on red or black on the roulette table, right? You got a 48% chance of winning. It's probably the highest odds you get in a casino. Not financial advice, by the way. You, you don't go through that. But the point is, if you're going to gamble with your money, then go gamble with your money. If you're going to invest with your money, then do your homework. Put it in the right things. Join an academy, something like this, to get help if you don't know what you're doing so you can educate yourself, invest in yourself, and then only invest what you can afford to lose. You'll sleep better at night, and abs won't be able to tell stories about people like that if you follow those rules. I really, really hope it's the last time I have to tell one of those stories. But to be honest, the more I get involved in this market, I doubt this is going to be the last time. We do have a really, really cool update. So we saw Johnny Ripple post something about a Swift News update and this is the news that he is talking about. Camp Gemini says nearly half of the world will use cryptocurrencies to send money over the next two years. A revolution led by remittances. And what does the word remittances mean to me? It basically means XRP. A new report from Camp Gemini estimates that around 45% of users will use cryptocurrency to make payments in 2023. Using solutions like Ripple's XRP protocol makes sending money to other countries cheaper and faster. This article is from October 8th of 2021. And then I'm going to find another article from yesterday, which says Swift is going to be using this service going forward. Johnny Crypto, we'll go to you and then to Jackie. How do you feel about this news? 45% of users will use cryptocurrencies by 2023. I do believe that there'll be a higher number of people using cryptocurrencies in 2023 than there is today. That's just common sense. We have 5% of the world using it today. Do I think that XRP is going to be the only solution for cross-border payment? No. I think Consensus is working on a problem project called Quorum, and their technology will compete with this. And we know that they're in bed with JP Morgan, and those guys run what happens in the U.S. So I think what's going to happen, I've said this before, and Coach talks about this too, these technologies will be will coexist, kind of like you know the ISO coins. They're all going to work together. So some will work on XRP, some may work on Quorum, some on HBAR, XDC, all the different, you know, they're not all designed for cross-border payment, but the ones that are, those will kind of coexist. There'll be a system. And that's where I believe Quant or something like Quant has to be the overlying technology that's going to help all those systems talk together to each other. And once we have that, these are going to coexist. There's no one company that ever rules anything, right? There's always competition. And that's what's going to happen here too. But it's okay. I mean, as long as you're owning, 
you know, one or two of the top competitors, then who cares? You're going to, you know, and that's what we believe XRP will be is one of those. So, again, this is an older article. Um, and I actually read even an older article showing that the U.S. government has documents talking about utilizing Ripple's technology. So it's all over the place. There's no question in my mind that XRP will be used. Apps. Just how much and how far, that's yet to be determined. And any of our long-term listeners know that the people at this channel have connections in the NSA. And what we know from those connections is that XLM and XRP are two of the chosen currencies going forward. But Johnny, you brought up something really interesting, which is competitors, right? Of course, there's going to be competitors in this market. And it's not about Ripple capturing the entire thing. If Ripple could get 10% of the on-demand liquidity that takes place worldwide, we're still looking at a coin that's worth well over $10 trillion. So Billy, I'd love to go to you next. The floor is yours. Sorry, I was getting sidetracked. This is, it's so hard for me to, to pay attention to Ripple and XRP right now because this is the difference between believing something and knowing something. I don't believe XRP will be the one. I know XRP will be the one. So I don't get fudded in and fudded out right now. Um, like Johnny was saying earlier, I want to touch on something. Do not... There's a difference between leveraging yourself in a good way and leveraging yourself in a bad way. And the way, what I mean by that is if you want to bring positive um, net to your, your monthly income, but you don't want to take on any more debt, put all your bills down, see where interest rates are. Can you borrow from your 401k to pay your car off so you can get that debt off of you so you can get that monthly note down? Do you take some of your cash holdings and pay off your credit cards? That way you have more monthly coming in with, uh, the inflation that's happening. And that's going to do two things. One, it's going to increase your borrowing power, your buying power. It's going to increase your credit score. That way, if you want to leverage at some point in time, you can. But the other part of that, it, it makes you dollar cost average in because now you've taken that lump sum that you had and you paid off some of your other things. But that's almost a discipline type thing to keep the dollar cost average there. And, and the reason that I'm saying that is because you can if you do it right, you can funnel and move things around in order to take on more debt. Uh, leverage your borrowing power, I should say, in order to dollar cost average into these things without making your overhead any higher. Does that make sense? So if you move your car payment around, you pay off a couple credit card bills, maybe when the actual dip comes in and you want to go, let's say, borrow $100,000, it's not going to cost you anything because you've already relieved yourself the previous months in advance to be able to take on that. So when I think about leveraging, that's kind of the way that I think about it. A lot of people, when they say leverage or go borrow credit or something like that, they, they're adding to what they're doing rather than leveraging in a different way. So I just wanted to touch on that because we are in a market where um, you, you need to take advantage of it. But there's a smart way, just like Johnny K said, there's a smart way and a responsible way to do that. Do not jeopardize your family, your family's future or your finances in any way, but definitely get in. Thank you so much, Billy. And we actually have another update on this exact same topic here. I found the other article, which is Swift and Camp Gemini team up to test using the international network for CBDC transfers. So just to reiterate what we went through before, Camp Gemini came out in 2021 and stated that Ripple XRP is the best currency to use for remittance services, right? And they said that more and more people are going forward are going to be flooding into that. Well, what do we have here? This is Swift's second research project on central bank digital currencies, Swift and Camp Gemini are testing ways to link multiple central bank digital currency networks as well as CBDC and traditional currencies as proof of concept. So this is going to be 
I can't even, this is, this is breaking news. So this is humongous. Swift connects over 11,000 institutions with over 200 countries worldwide. And they also mention Accenture, which is another partner of Ripple in this article. The writing is on the walls. Johnny Crypto, I'd like to go back to you and then we'll go to Jackie. What are some of your thoughts? We're seeing the writing on the walls. Accenture is partnered with Ripple. Camp Gemini believes in what Ripple's doing. And now they've partnered with Swift to build out a central bank digital currency network that makes cross-border payments basically free. For yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, this is at the end of the day, this is coming. There's no question about it. We know Ripple has the right technology in place to be able to enable this. And if they're going to be partnering with Swift and they're going to be able to bring this together, I mean, this that's great news. You, when, what was the date of this article? Was this today? What? Oh, uh, you're on mute. When did this Yesterday. come out? Yeah, I mean, this is, you know, again, this is big news. We want to continue to see now. The question is, and this could be the reason why maybe Ripple's being held behind in the lawsuit, right? hold them back as they start to integrate all this stuff. That's kind of the theory that we've all had behind it. And then when it's ready, we do what Abs always says, switch to flip, and then basically we're good to go. So, you know, this could, just, again, huge news. I know Accenture's part of them too. The only thing that, again, that kind of has me not worried, but just know that it's out there is Quorum. You know, consensus system, Quorum, which is direct competitor to this, is also working in the space and being tested with central banks right now. And it's a JP, JP Morgan thing. So, again, I, I just what I'm looking to see is at the end of the day how this whole thing plays out. I think they're going to coexist, me personally, and maybe initially. And then what's going to happen is so they'll have all these systems in place, right? They'll coexist. And then the banks and the companies will start to see which ones are more efficient, which ones are lower cost. And then you'll see some divergence over to that. And then maybe somewhere down the road you will have one system that rules it all. That's kind of what I think will happen. Because at the end of the day, the way things work is um, corporations are always looking to find the lower co lowest cost solutions. And that's ultimately where we're going to be. But none of them know in the beginning. We're in the infancy of something new. And nobody knows technology-wise where the best solution is. The real solution might not even be till three years from now created. Who knows? But uh, but they'll start somewhere. And I imagine Ripple will, be, will have a good chunk of this market. So it says here, Swift connects over 11,000 financial institutions with over 200 countries involved. And we know Ripple is partnered with Accenture. And what really sticks out to me in this article is they say they're working on an established real-time gross settlement system. That is exactly what Ripple does with RippleNet. Jackie, the floor is yours. Yeah, this is all really good information. I'm glad you showed both of those articles, um, one from the past and, and one more recent. Um, I think that just really establishes the fact that, you know, Ripple has been the chosen one for a while. I mean, we talk about competitors and things like that in the space, but we also talked about yesterday um, finan financial infrastructure um, and I love I love that word um, infrastructure because we talk about that all the time um, here on the stream. That's that's what we look at when we're in making our investments is infrastructure in this space um, on blockchain, everything and financial financial infrastructure, because we are going into Web3 and, and changing the whole financial system. This this type of system had to be in play. I mean, it had to be in development for a while. Right. So it doesn't shock me that there are articles in the past, you know, talking about XRP, talking about XLM, Ripple, um, all this stuff going on. So that's something to pay attention to. Um, this has been in development for a while. And the fact that, you know, we've done our due diligence in the research, um, we do know what is coming. I do want to point out that comment by Johnny Ripple. Um, I think that's awesome. He he said um, 
he's been saying for a while, Ripple via XRP will work with Swift. So not replace the XRP and XLM. So that, that is something, you know, that we kind of see with these articles and just like what Johnny was saying, you know, they'll, they'll work side by side for a little bit and, and, you know, then down the line somewhere we'll see, you know, one thing come out on top over the other. But I do see that, um, that in my opinion, I do, you know, see that as well. Yes. And if there's anything we know, it's that the ISO narratives are coming and they're coming quickly in November of 2022. We will start rolling over into the ISO protocols. And by the end of 2023, those protocols should be fully implemented. And that's going to affect coins like Algorand, IOTA, XRP, XLM, Quant. The list goes on and on. But a lot of these banking and infrastructure coins are going to get some bullish price action from that news. But we do have 210 live listeners. Show us some love. Smash that like button. All social medias are linked below. We are going to hop into our next article for today before we close it down for the weekend, which is a very interesting article. We had Paul Krugman mocking institutions for hopping on the blockchain bandwagon. This Nobel Prize winning economist, Paul Krugman, has slammed institutions for riding the blockchain bandwagon. This guy sounds like the opposite of what Johnny Crypto is on this show. Krugman is a longtime Bitcoin naysayer who criticized the world's first cryptocurrency in his New York Times bestseller, Golden Cyber Fetters, which was published back in 2011. That is not very catchy. Crypto, he calls crypto a long running Ponzi scheme and says there are many uncomfortable parallels between crypto and the subprime mortgage crisis. We've covered this on the show maybe a few months ago, but that is just a total fallacy. There's tons of fundamental differences from the subprime mortgage crisis to what we're experiencing today. Why don't we start off with Billy? Billy, what are some of your thoughts on him criticizing institutions when we know they're just ahead of the game? Bro, there's still some people out there that think Biden is a good president, so nothing nothing, uh, really surprises me anymore, bro. So, yeah, this is just... Yeah, you can't take some of these people seriously, man. That goes into making sure you're with a tribe of people that actually know what the hell they're talking about and they put time and work into what they're talking about. Because, yeah, these people just make my head hurt sometimes. And it has been quite a weird morning. People who don't know, there's been a ton of stuff going on behind the scenes. I was about to give Mario a shout out for just randomly popping in the stream. Love to give you the chance if you want to speak and pop up here. But if not, we'll roll over to Johnny Crypto. Yeah, so... You know, you have to understand, guys, you're watching a movie and you can't have a movie if there's not a good guy and a bad guy, right? I keep saying this is WWE. So you got faces and heels or like any movie, you got good guys and bad guys. So this clown, his job is to be the bad guy, right? So he gets to come out and bash it just like the other like Buffett and Munger, right? They get to also bash it. So there are people out here that can come out and they're going to say it's bad. They're just doing their role. They're just playing their part. They're an actor in the game. So I totally get it, and I just kind of let it go because, again, as we talked about so many freaking times here, we're so early. Oh, thank you. Look at that perfect time. We're so early in technologies that are going to drive the fundamental future. But we know that the big boys, they don't want you in it. They don't want the 99% becoming the Do you think they want the 99% becoming the 1%? That's a hell no, right? So they got to fund everybody out, keep people out, you know, lawsuits, things like that, keep everybody away from this place. And then when the time is right, when the prices are skyrocketing, then they want you in. You know why? Because we said this early and we say it all the time. You are the liquidity. We are the liquidity morons. We're the ones that give them the money so they can get out and dump when it's really, really high. Except not here. Not at the 3T Academy. We're not sheeple. We're not liquidity. We're one percenters, uncommon one percenters. We buy early. We know what we hold. 
and then we just patiently wait. We let things develop, and then we become the new, you know, Vanderbilt's Rockefellers. We buy the railroad tracks when they were first being put down, right? And we own that. That's what we want to do here, folks. So I want to, that's, that's, that's where we're at. <laughs> Preach. That's what we're doing at the end of the day, folks. I feel bad we didn't have much time to get to NFT tone stuff, but to me, uh, that's, yeah, just to wrap that up there, abs, that's, that's the, that's the deal. He's just playing the bad guy part. And I think that's a great place to end it, Johnny, because if we look at what's going on here, this is a 10 year price chart of Bitcoin. Every single dip is viewed out as a buying opportunity. If you wait long enough and there's nothing different going on today, what I love so much about the bear market we're experiencing now is that nobody's questioning whether crypto is here to stay. They're actually just questioning, is this the bottom? They just want to buy it at the best price. So typically in the past, if you look at what happened in 2017, people would say, is this going to get regulated out of existence? Is the United States going to allow for this technology to exist within its borders? We got answers to all those questions, and we actually have the answer on whether institutions are going to get involved. They are going to get involved, and they are building out the infrastructure in the background we are just getting started, but Billy, I see you have a comment. Why don't you close us out? Well, I was just going to say, if you look on this trend line, there's something that I noticed that, that's kind of interesting. We don't have a pullback past the trend line. Like normally within a long cycle like that, you want at least one nice pullback to come back and test that trend line just for confirmation and consistency. So it's interesting that during this trend line, yeah, we're right on it right now, but with the, everything else, else that's happening and catalyzing everything, it's very interesting that we hadn't seen that pullback past trend. I'm wondering if we'll see that this time. Well, and Billy, this is why I laugh, because everybody keeps saying that <clears throat> Bitcoin's in a bear market, right? But but here's what we don't realize. It's never actually experienced a real bull exactly. bear market. Yet. Look at that chart. There's no bear market there. You don't see, it's never gone below the line. It's just funny you said that. I was thinking the same exact thing. Like there is, there, it's, it's not, it's not. Now I get that from the peaks at the top to where we are now, people are calling that a bear market, but that guys is not a bear market. A bear market is when you actually go down and touch <laughs> prior low. I'll break that trend. It's not happening. It hasn't happened yet. We're not there. It's too early in its infancy for that to happen. That'll happen at the end of the S-curve once we've kind of maxed out, right? Um, so for here, what's really exciting is, see, now if you look at the prior two, they actually touched the line. And, we, and we've and we been saying on the show, I believe we are going to touch the line. And that line touch, the last time I checked, it was somewhere around 20-ish. It was between 17 or 22. I don't remember the exact number. Somewhere in that zone. And if we touch that line, I'm, I'm hoping we do. Bing, booyah, that's when we go, that's when we go back up again. So um, we're close. We're close, folks. That's awesome. Thank you, Johnny. And we're going to close it out here. Thank you to NFT Tones. Thank you to Johnny Crypto. Thank you to Billy. And thank you to Jackie. Another amazing episode today. 195 live listeners. Show us some love. Smash that like button. And we will see every single one of you in 71 hours. We'll close this thing out the same way we always do. Warriors, rise. Get your shit together, baby. Thank you for joining us. Let's go. Oh, geez.